Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Mental Health University. In this episode, my co-host Libby Gilliland and I are going to talk specifically about student-athletes and the difficult decisions that they often have to make, whether they're a collegiate athlete and want to continue to play or what that transition is like for them. And uh, some of the big questions, for example, you know, high school athletes that are considering playing in college and making that decision and have played sports for their whole lives and it often brings up a load of stress for them. So we're going to sift through all those things uh, as well as uh, the unfortunate experiences when athletes um, have career-ending injuries and how they need to address some big questions alongside their recovery. So uh, thanks for tuning in and keep those questions rolling in. Hey all, this is Dr. Joel and my co-host Libby. Welcome to another episode of Mental Health University. Today we're talking about student athletes and in particular playing sports in college and making that choice. And we realize that it's not only relevant to current college students, but also um, high school seniors who are having to make some challenging decisions around that. So Libby and I thought we'd talk about that today. Libby, how's it going? You just got back from uh, a tournament? I did. I just got back from Las Vegas, so the strain of being a college athlete is definitely present right now. You're like jetting across the country for tournaments now, right? Yes, very fun, but um, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> no, I'm sure you are. So, so for you avid golfers out there um, who have never played in the Southwest, Libby, what did you notice just in terms of like playing conditions out there. Yeah, it's very dry and there's no humidity, so the ball flies forever and rolls forever. So you gotta be gotta be careful in the lines that you pick. But it's it's a ton of fun to see the ball flying that far um, compared to Philadelphia golf, which is what I'm used to. Right. Uh, yeah, I played out. I played out there a few times actually, and um, you know I know that you know my. 285 yard bombs were 340 probably um you know out out there in the southwest i'm totally kidding but no you're right like no humidity the ball just flies and rolls and it's unbelievable yeah it was it was a ton of fun yeah but you know i don't i don't know that in high school were when when you were an athlete in high school were you traveling across the country to play sports Absolutely not. I started playing golf um, in high school, actually. So I started a little bit late, but I always stayed local. Wasn't a huge traveler because we have so many courses. I'm from Kentucky and we have a ton of courses here. So I never, never went too far and never went out west. So it was, it was eye-opening for me. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, just that aspect of travel in and of itself like highlights one of these points that we want to make that, you know, the leap from being an athlete in high school to college, there's a lot of decisions um, that factor in there. And, and certainly traveling is, is one aspect of it. Some people get really excited about that and others are, you know, wow, this, this really creates a whole new level of, of challenge. It does. There's a lot of factors. And like you said, people get excited about it. And it is really fun when your coach tells you, you know, you get to go to Vegas for spring break. 
but you're missing out on any trips that your friends might be taking. If it's not spring break and you're missing class, that's a huge point of stress for a lot of athletes, especially, I know, basketball players, um, a lot of other sports that travel a ton, they're missing a lot of class. So you have to keep up not only your grades, but just keep up with all of your classwork and having a social life at the same time when you're gone half of the week. It's very difficult and there's perks to it, but there's there's a downside and you really have to love your sport and love your team to be able to do it. Yeah, and you know, you brought up basketball as an example and I realized that, you know, we're on the first full day of March Madness and the NCAA tournament where, yeah, I mean, you know, teams are traveling all over the country to play and it's really, really exciting, but they are, you know, missing a substantial amount of whether it's time in classes or, you know, with friends and stuff like that. And it's, it really kind of highlights what a incredible commitment it is to, to play a sport in college. And no matter what level or division, you know, your, your one is playing, right? Yeah. At, at every level, it's, it's tough whether, you know, even in high school, it's a commitment, but once you get to college, even if you're D3, you're still traveling, you're still playing and practicing. So every level has its own challenges. And with those lower levels as well, it's the challenge of resources. There's just not as much there. But when you get to D1, there's almost so many resources that more is expected of you. So, you know, for high school students out there deciding if they want to play a college sport and what college to go to if they're being recruited, really look into all of those different levels and the perks and what scholarship you're going to get because there's a lot more that goes into it than you would think. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I remember, you know, back in the day and I was not a, surprisingly, not a highly recruited basketball player. Shockingly, I was not. Um, but uh, I, I had an opportunity to potentially play Division three college basketball. And I remember uh, actually on my way home from a visit to a, a pretty small school in Pennsylvania, on our way home, we stopped at LaSalle University and where you go to school. And uh, I was on campus for like 10 minutes and I was like, I wanna go here. And I remember my mom being like, what? And you know, she said, you know, no, no offense, but this, at the time, not only was, you know, LaSalle obviously still a Division One basketball program, but super competitive. And when I was there, you know, for probably three of the four years, we were in the top 25 in the country. There was no way I was making that team. So my decision was, you know, well, I'm, I'm just not going to play college basketball. I'll play, I'll play near murals or whatever. And was that a tough choice for you? It was I played three sports in high school and basketball being one of them and my senior year I quit everything except golf so I pretty much decided middle of junior year I wanted to try to play in college and that's when I started emailing coaches and going through the recruiting process and in the middle of it it's just so much you're going back and forth and you're still trying to finish out high school it's a very very difficult 
time mentally to deal with all of the offers coming in. You never want to let a coach down or tell anybody no. I just felt so bad talking to all these people and I didn't want to get anybody's hopes up, but I wanted to pick the best thing for me. And I would say after the first couple offers that I got, I knew I was going to take one of them. Um, and I always knew a smaller school was better for me. So playing golf just worked out in my favor, but it is a tough decision because you're trying to figure out, would I rather be a regular student and go to a really big school, maybe if you're like a lower class athlete, or play a sport? And it's something that a, a lot of high school students go through. And as you were saying before we started recording, not a lot of people end up playing. But again, just finding the best fit for you. And if you get a bunch of offers and you don't like any of the schools, don't just take it because you don't want to be miserable the whole time. So pick a program that's going to work for you and pick a coach that you connect with. And if those don't line up, I wouldn't recommend playing. Yeah, you know, you raise a, a lot of really great points there. And I know over the, certainly the years that, you know, I, I've worked as a psychologist with college kids um, and, and certainly doing a lot of sports psychology work too. You know, I've heard such a range of stories um, and really listened to so many kids, hundreds and hundreds of kids who were athletes and they were uh, sitting with some really, really tough decisions. You know, on the, on the one hand, like if it was a high school kid, it was that question of, all right, do I, do I want to do this? Do I want to play? Do I want to be a student athlete? Uh, at a Division One school, say, and uh, my sister did that. You know, she played Division One college basketball, and 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 she went to a very very competitive um, basketball school, well, high school in New Jersey that had an incredible basketball program, and um, very very successful. And uh, they were incredible. I think her senior year, they went thirty and one. Um, just, just a really great team and really awesome to watch. And their practices were intense. I attended many of them, saw her play every game. And then when she went to college to play, I just remember attending a couple of practices when I would visit her and I could, I was like, oh my God, like this is a whole new world of, this is work. This is a job. And then subsequently over the years, like so many kids described it that way. And I, I think it's an eye opener for a lot of high school kids when they transition. It is. And, and that's a good point that it is like a job. You know, my schedule right now, I go to class and then I go to practice and then I do my homework and I have other, you know, internships and jobs that I'm pursuing. And as you get older in college, it gets harder um, because you are trying to pursue a career and get through college at the same time, along with still being dedicated to your sport and being an upperclassman at that point. But we talked about it in our last episode. Going in as a freshman is very difficult in any sport, in any school, because you're adjusting to everything. And I think a lot of the doubts that come from freshmen is I'm not performing well or I'm not adjusted to this yet. 
and I know a lot of that came from COVID as well. I, I know mine did. I mean, our season pretty much got cut in half and I was like, is this what it's going to be like for the entire time that I'm here? Because if it is, I don't want to play. But sticking it out and getting to the point where I am now, I definitely love it. But it, it is an adjustment and it's it's really tough for all age levels, but I would say it's hardest on the freshmen to get acclimated um, after making that big decision. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that adjustment um, year in and of itself without playing a sport is difficult enough, um, let alone when you add uh, a sport into the mix where I imagine that it becomes even more of a true test, not only to performing athletically and certainly academically so that you can actually play your sport, but then all these other little things get tested, uh, like time management and organization and punctuality and all that stuff matters too. And the other side of this as well is that athletics gives you a lot of resources. They're going to help you out. You basically have built-in friends when you join a team. You have upperclassmen that are going to guide you as a freshman, but you also have the entire athletic department. You have school like academic resources that I know our freshmen have to go to study hall. They're going to make sure that you get your stuff done. And if you're not on top of it, they're going to let you know. And I know that my time management is so much better playing a sport because I can balance my schedule and I only have an hour to do my homework. I'm going to get it all done in that hour. So there's a lot of benefits to it. And I find with a lot of athletes, they typically do do better in school just because they have not only those resources, but their team and the schedule, the tightness of their schedule to push them to get all of their work done and, and excel. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the structure of that really does help, you know, so many kids. Um, and then we have, you know, the, the, the subset and a big one of athletes who have played a sport most, if not their, you know, entire life. Um, and then either they decide um, prior to getting to college, like, okay, like, and I'm seeing it right now with a lot of kids, high school seniors who have played their, potentially their last organized or at least, you know, officiated or officially organized basketball game for their career and are choosing to not play in college or have not been recruited and or you have a, a college student, might be a freshman or a sophomore, who has decided to discontinue playing the sport um, that they chose to continue playing in college or God forbid a kid has an injury and can't play anymore. But in all three cases, these are student athletes who are really challenged by, by something that creates an awful lot of stress. And that is the question of like, well, who am I now? Because for, uh, you know, 10, 15 years, I've identified myself as a basketball player, a tennis player, a golfer, a swimmer. And now I'm not doing that anymore, or at least I'm not doing that as part of an organized team. It's a great point. For those students, you're kind of losing that connection to your sport. 
and it, it's it's difficult to find your place in a whole new environment. I know for out-of-state students, if you don't know a lot of people going to your school, you may struggle to make new friends or find new activities. I know I was very anxious about finding other things on campus, but just taking those small steps, finding, looking at the list of clubs, or even finding clubs within the major that you're pursuing. There's always going to be opportunities for students to join in and be a part of something, and I think that's the greatest thing about college, is that it's not just the athletes. There's so much more, and so for every student, you can find something, and it just takes that little bit of extra push to want to find that thing that isn't your sport. I agree with you, and I think that campuses have an infinite number of opportunities for students to seek those things out and, you know, to develop new interests. I, I completely agree. Um, there's also, and I've, you know, again, like worked with just so many kids that have unfortunately gone down this other road where there's also some risks. And, and one, one of, if probably not the biggest risk, is that, well, no longer am I spending 15 to 25 hours a week on my sport. And now I'm in college. And so if their choice is to not seek out those campus opportunities to develop through clubs, etc., or intramurals or whatever, and they just go down the party scene, which I mean, quite honestly, like I, I probably did to a degree um, that that certainly cost me in terms of academic performance, um, that they could get swallowed up in that rabbit hole as well. Absolutely, you can. For those people who are not playing a sport, it's really easy to just not want to get involved and in the academic side of the school and get involved in the college experience that everybody talks about um, on that partying side, maybe Greek life side of things, but also for athletes who have an off season, they deal with the same things. It's, you kind of lose that connection that you had to your team and, you know, it's, it's basically like quit, quitting your job. You're not practicing as much or to the extent that you were before you're not traveling anymore so what do you do with your time and a lot of athletes do go down that road but again it's gonna take that extra push to say okay well I'm not in season let me go find some other academic club to be a part of or really improve my grades or do something that's gonna benefit you instead of hurt you in the long run. Yeah, and I think that that's one of those real challenging points, you know, right? Let me like all along an athlete's life, a student athlete's life is somewhat managed, if not <laughs> entirely managed by coaches, trainers telling them what to do, where to go, what to wear, etc., right? Uh, versus, you know, now a, a young, you know, college student having to decide that on their own. And if they've never done that before and, and they're left to doing it and, and uncertain about it, well, that's a pretty risky spot. 
because there's few things that are that are become more challenging psychologically than than boredom uncertainty and a lack of purpose yeah you're putting all of the pressure of deciding what to do in your hands which is a great point that a lot of athletes have never experienced before and as we talked about colleges that developmental period where you're completely on your own so for those athletes transitioning into not being athletes it's a big jump for them and it's it's going to be really tough to make the right decisions and you know keep your head above water with all of the fun things that you could be doing but again just staying focused on what your purpose is is to get your degree and get through college and have a little bit of fun but at the end of the day it's all about staying focused and keeping your mental state in the best place that it could possibly be so you don't you know spiral down that road yeah and it's just so easy for it to happen you know if, if we think about it if we're part of a team and have been a part of our team our whole lives and then and then suddenly we're not doing that anymore right we're not part of that basketball team we're not part of that golf team anymore where we spent just an inordinate amount of time with these people well by nature we are going to look to be connected to people and if that connection is occurring in a celebratory party context that can be very very powerful and you know we see so many former student athlete get swallowed up there and i think it becomes this really significant conversation to have with kids at, at multiple points but especially those who have decided n not to play sports in college who have played their whole lives because it's kind of like well, well now what do i do you know who am i like i i, I define myself this way for so long i'm a basketball player i'm a soccer player i'm this i'm that and it's like, well, well, okay, now now what? Because the easy thing to do is say, oh, I want to go meet more friends. I'm going to go to this party. And then I'm going to go again and again. And it just, it keeps going like that. And you're not involved in anything but frat parties. Yeah, and, and I think for, you know, for the, the students that are listening, like, it it's a normal anxiety to have. It, it's an existential crisis. This question of, like, well, who am I? I have to redefine myself. I have to, I have to rediscover who I am and, and start to build toward that um, and seek opportunities to develop that, discover new things. And that takes time. And I think it's really important to kind of give yourself the space and time and opportunity to do that without being necessarily self-destructive. Yeah, because as, as a freshman, it, it is going to take more time and adjustment to get to a point where you feel comfortable on campus and comfortable creating new opportunities for yourself. And maybe our junior, senior listeners are pretty comfortable where they're at. And these aren't really things that they're thinking about. But the, the freshmen, sophomores are going to have a really hard time with this and maybe haven't figured it out yet. So again, just keeping yourself available to other options and looking at a broader scale and saying what do I want to get out of college where is you know if I join this one club where can it get me can it get me more alumni connections or just always working towards what you want to pursue and if you don't know 
freshman and sophomore year is a great time to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I suppose there's, there's, there's this one other kind of area to, to highlight too. And, and, and certainly um, it, it relates to all of this really, but it's uh, this situation where um, uh, a student athlete, and, and again, this is, like, we kind of touched upon it, the student athlete who, who suffers a career-ending injury. So, so they may not make that choice themselves. It, it may be made for them. And again, that, that's such a place of, of real risk, especially when they weren't the ones necessarily to say like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of done doing this. Absolutely. And at that point, you are kind of left to decide if you want to continue to be involved with your team or not. And that is a, is a hard thing to go through. And that's not something I've ever experienced. And I can't even imagine, you know, having to quit your sport because of an injury. But at that point, are you staying involved? Are you team manager? Do you still want to be a part of your sport and your team and keep that schedule? Or are you going to redefine yourself into something else and, and drop that sport completely? It's so true. It just, all of it leads to all these like, you know, very big questions that often create a lot of stress and anxiety for, for college students who decide to play a sport. Yeah. And to help with those big questions, again, there's always resources. If you're a high school student and you don't know if you want to play in college, talk to your high school coach. See if they have any experience with that or talk to a counselor or be honest with the people who are recruiting you and have all of the questions that you need answered. And if you're a college student, talk to your coach, talk to your teammates, other friends or you know, the counseling service, sports psychologists, there's a lot of people there to help you. Yeah, and, and it, it leads me to one other uh, point that I think is worth noting, Libby, and I'd, I'd love to get your perspective on this too. Um, and, and that is for, you know, a lot of athletes, especially athletes that get recruited to Division One schools, you know, for, for many of them, if not most of them, um, when they were in high school, you know, they were probably you know the top dog in 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 their programs right and um sorry to use the animal reference but you know it's a phrase but you know they were the top athlete in their in their sport and they were probably praised for that throughout most of their lives and then uh the reality often hits when they arrive on campus and they're around other talent that is as if not better than they are. And that could be an incredibly shocking awakening for them. Absolutely. That's a great point. And everybody's built differently, but I feel like athletes either crumble under that pressure or they rise from the pressure because they're working harder I know when I got to LaSalle, I knew I had to work extremely hard and, you know, earn my spot on the team, not only as as a leader, because that's how I've always been. I like to encourage my teammates and kind of be the go-to person, but work on getting 
the scores that I needed to to travel and compete and not traveling is one of the worst feelings in the world. <laughs> I It happened to me last semester. I was completely re rebuilding my swing and I didn't travel for a single event. That had to have been tough. It was very tough, but I could have taken it as I suck and my coaches don't like me. But instead I said, well, this is, I'm gonna fix it. And I did and now I'm traveling and it, it takes a certain kind of fight and grit, but I think that's built into Division One athletes. So going in as a freshman, having that determination to earn your place is, is what's gonna get you your spot. If you're not showing up to practice and not putting in the work, you're, you're not gonna make it on the team and stay on the team. But it's all about your mental state and like perspective on it. If you're staying positive and encouraging your teammates while working hard, the coaches are going to notice that and they're going to want you on the bus to travel. So, so given that, would you suggest that for a high school athlete who's going to continue playing in college at any level, uh, any sport, that it is important to go into school with at least part of a mindset being that part of being an athlete in college is ongoing development. Absolutely. You're not just going to show up and have a spot. Some crazy good athletes, they will, but a lot of people have to work for it and nothing is given. I mean, your top player could completely fall apart and you have to step in in that position. So it's a constant fight to earn your spot and prove yourself, but it's it's a lot of fun at the same time. But a lot of athletes, I feel like with golf especially, you can get in the mindset that you're competing against your teammates. And in a way you are because it's an individual sport, but you don't wanna resent your teammates. You wanna build and practice with them and make yourself better while you're also encouraging them because that's gonna create a good team dynamic. And if your team dynamic falls apart, nobody's gonna be good. Yeah, the team dynamic becomes everything, right? And that, that becomes another challenge, right? Integrating into a team concept and a team dynamic and, and making and being able to assess and adjust to that. I mean, that's a huge aspect of being a, a successful student athlete. You know. I mean, huge takeaways on this, I think, for the student athletes and, and those who, whether you're, you know, listening and, and going to continue to play or not. Um, but we highlighted like a lot of, of big questions and big decisions, everything from, hey, do I want to do this? Do I want to make a commitment to am I am I good enough? Can I compete with these people? How am I going to manage my time? Um, who am I now? I mean, we've really highlighted a, like a lot of really big questions for for kids to uh, to consider. Yeah, it's all laid out here and something that I wish I kind of knew to think about before I was recruited and, and decided to play. Well, yeah, and you know, um, hopefully, uh, and certainly we want to we want to invite people to you know send us an email uh, about this topic or any other topics and ask us questions or highlight topics that you'd like us to address. And again, we'll build episodes around uh, your questions um, because these are big questions. They're not 
these are not on SATs or college applications or anything like that. That's what we want to get to is, is the real nitty gritty and the reality of, of being a student athlete and, and everything else that college kids experience. Yeah, absolutely. And again, our email address is mentalhealthuniversitypodcast at gmail.com. We'll have it in the description if you want to send us any thoughts, suggestions, or topics to cover. Awesome. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today to this episode. Libby, I'm glad you had a great trip. Um, I'm sure you shot probably like 10 or 11 under par. Um, which was awesome, right? I really wish I did, but unfortunately. <laughs> That's okay. Certainly, Libby, thanks a lot for, uh, for co-hosting, and um, we look forward to connecting with you all soon. Take care.